If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Fish on Nahida. And I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that forgot to message its opponent for its self-battle. DeFi, what is happening? Oh, no, I- welcome back for a start. Thank you. I was just going to say that. That intro was very real for me. <laughs> it's been a crazy couple of weeks, but thank you so much, Pogodoms, for stepping in. That was a really fun episode. I enjoyed listening to it on my commute over the past couple of days. Very, very good. I enjoyed having uh, listening to ha- you having him on. Yeah, he's one of my favorite creators. Is um, he's he's really good to talk to. He's uh, he's I've referred to him in the show notes as a creator's creator because he's um, he's he's always got just fantastic ideas. One of the most creative people in the space. Yeah, really and just all of work. the graphic design work he does is just yeah. beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, thank you, Dom. Um, how has your GBO been going? Well, I've been playing around pr- exclusively in the Open Great League. I'm not super far, but I did have the most exciting thing happen today. I got to rank um, 16, and I'm looking on my screen <laughs> right now. <laughs> this adorable little sheep. I'm Woo-hoo. very happy. I'm very happy. I can catch some Wooloo now because I have not been able to do that yep. in so long. So I caught my first Wooloo today. So are you going to... So Okay, first question is, do you have a at least a Great League one built? No. Okay. Second question is, are you going to build a Wooloo with research IVs just so you can have one? Uh, I'll probably trade do a um try to catch some and do some trades if it if push came to shove i do have one that is what is this 12 12 15 okay yeah so not great not great definitely not awesome but you know i could use it if i wanted to yeah um and i always say that's like it's one of my one of my things that i say is (laughs) always build just the best you've got Mm mm-hmm because having it is better than not having it. Yeah, but I've only like that's literally has been my only one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This twelve, twelve, fifteen. That's all I've had for a very long time. So I'm excited to just you know get some other ones. Yeah. Because I caught a bunch. I just transferred them all because, like, I have like thirty four Wooloo XL candy, one hundred forty seven <laughs> Wooloo candy. Clearly, I caught the Wooloo when they came out. Mm-hmm. I just don't have them anymore because <laughs> I was like, ah. This poke, this will never get use. It's just cute, and that'll <laughs> tie into a mailbag later. Um, however, but yeah, open great league. I've just been messing around. Like, uh, we'll talk again more later. But Metacham is just super busted in play Pokemon mm-hmm. right now. So I'm trying to decide, like, do I want to lean into that? Do I want to try to find a bunch of counters? So I'm just using open great league to play around with different picks, like Dugong, Altaria. Um, Alolan Sandslash to try to kind of figure out what I want to do when I compete at NAIC later in the month. Yeah, so I have been doing okay, decidedly okay. Um, I have, I did participate in a few great league, open great league sets and absolutely got my butt handed to me. Um, lost probably a couple of hundred points just that day. So I went. Oh, what rank to, are you at? Or where are you at right now? Oh, so I am ace. I okay. got my starting elo. It was starting elo was twenty two, like low twenty two hundreds, which I've good. been told. Yeah, I've been told isn't bad. Um, yeah, <laughs> the the highest ones were, I believe, in like the twenty four hundreds. But I mean, yeah, it's you, you can't compare yourself to the absolute best of the best. You, you got to just compare yourself to to where you're at. But did open great league, 
uh, went to almost dropped below Ace doing that. <laughs> um, then went back to Ultra League Summer Cup, and I've been doing okay. Some good days, some bad days. Um, just kind of gaining forty points here, dropping eleven points uh, the next day, and it's been fun. It's like win or lose. It's been a fun meta to play. Awesome. I'm glad you've been enjoying it. Mm. Uh, what we have coming up here starting tomorrow would be the Little Element Cup and the Ultra League. I feel like you said it on the podcast, too. We just had this. Yeah. Like, I was just using Nundo the Ducklet not too long ago. So I guess I'll be using it again versus the Open Ultra League. I'll probably do Little Element. I don't think it's really changed since the last time we had it. I'll no. Let me go ahead and take a look. Um, Element Cup. Oh my, also, the redesign of PV Poke is just lovely. Yeah, I love. Yep. And again, like you mentioned, logo and brand colors by Pogo Doms. Pogo Doms. And it's just pretty. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and go to Element Cup. So again, the the, the best of the best is Ducklet. Uh, then you have with both the regular and the shadow available. Um, Chinchow with Spark Thunderbolt Bubble Beam. Vulpix, both the regular and the shadow. Salandit, which you kind of have to do some hacks. You kind of got to either get one from a super... You pretty much have to get one from a super low account and trade. Mm -hmm. Like it's... Um, in Twitch chat, we call that Monka TOS. Um, <laughs> there's some people who maybe like to step around the TOS to get that, which we do not condone. We do not recommend that. But if you have a friend who like that you can that just got into the game and you want to really encourage them <laughs> to hatch 12k eggs you can do that i thought you were gonna say but if you have a friend who likes to break tos no like i have friends who just started the game like they just started their account and if you want yep. to encourage them while they're just starting their account to hatch 12k eggs that's fine but let's <laughs> let's not break tos yep, let's not yep. have multiple accounts uh after that after salandit which again it's tough to get, so you're probably not going to see a whole lot of it. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. We have, I think I mentioned Vulpix, both the Shadow and Regular. Wooper, both the Shadow and Regular. Bulbasaur, Shadow and Regular. Oddish, specifically the Shadow Oddish. Chikorita, specifically the Shadow. Uh, I like kind of honorable mentions on the bottom here. Tortuga and Seal as well. Mm. Lilip is another one you're probably not going to see. Um, it's a little bit lower in the rankings because it has you need one with bullet seed, which you can't even get with an elite TM. So if you try to elite TM a leap right now, you won't be able to get bullet seed. It's that kind of legacy move. So you're again, probably not going to see it. Otherwise, you're going to be running infestation, which is not as good, uh, but still will do a little bit of work here and there. Um, I actually last last week was it no the week before when we were on with chris and kyle um i mentioned that i climbed up to the 2990s in element cup that was with actually a lilip lead running infestation with infestation yeah 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 i was gonna say it's just it's not as bullet seed is just a really good move so infestation is not as good i kind of wish yeah. They would change this move in the rankings to infestation to show a little bit more realistically what you're going to see from Lilip. Yeah, that would be nice, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. Um, but those are pretty much the Pokemon you are going to see up there. Lots of Ducklet. Be ready for Ducklet. You're going to see a Ducklet on pretty yeah, much every team. And then the Chinchows that beat it. I am going to be using my ducklet. I also like, because Execute got nerfed, I think you talked about this with Pogo Doms as well, I'm probably going to be using Slowpoke as my confusion yep. user instead. Um, it's, again, not as good, but I really liked my Execute, and it got worse because Seed Bomb got worse. <laughs> um, but Slowpoke still does quite a bit of work as well. Uh, just to get that heavy fast move confusion damage is probably what I, how I'm going to pivot my team. Mm -hmm. And the other Pokemon that has been affected. So it's basically Salandit, Execute, and um, Litwick. 
with Mystical Fire now. So the recommended moveset is Ember, Mystical Fire, and Flame Charge. All fire moves. It's down at number 33 with an overall rating of 70.6 out of 100. So that doesn't suggest greatness, but you can make anything work. I'd like to say that kind of 82 is where I draw the line of anything above this is definitely meta. Anything below that, you can absolutely make work. It can often be harder. And yeah, like like I said, that's what I found with the leap being rated 75 out of 100. Um, I would like yeah. to point out, Fish, that with that 82, the only two Pokemon that are hard meta are Ducklet and Chinchou. Yeah, this that's is it. a very constricted meta. <laughs> okay, so maybe <laughs> that doesn't apply in this particular meta because, yeah, Vulpix, very, very good as well. I'm actually really so I don't think I've ever seen that before. Where it's just... Two. Two Pokemon Duck above it. that line. Yeah, yep. the fourth ranked Pokemon is rated 80 out of 100. Yep. Wow. <laughs> it's, that's Little Cup for you. <laughs> I'm also interested to see, like, uh, I have also mentioned that the last two times now that I've played this meta, uh, one was, you know, the last time I hit Legend and the other one I peaked at 29.90. Um, that's because they were both at the end of the season. I'm interested to see if anything changes being at the start of the season, whether I'll go on massive climbs or whether I'll I'll kind of be back and forth like I was with Summer Cup. Interested to see how that goes. All right, let's go ahead and just peek ahead one week. That'll be June 22nd to 29th. Single type cup and open ultra league. I saw on Twitter, Fish, that you made kind of uh, – a note or somebody in your comments made a note about the single type cup that it's more fighting type cup than fighting type cup is. <laughs> yeah. I have officially named it the Mortal Kombat Cup. Yes, that's what I saw on Twitter. Something silly like that because it's all counter. So single type cup as Fish and Pogodoms mentioned last week, it's a great league cup. Only single type Pokemon are eligible. Cress and Defense Deoxys are banned because nothing would be able to out bulk them ever mm. uh, you just sit against them forever and it would be boring so we have in our top 10 machamp which has a shadow form as well vigoroth machoke which you can run shadow as well wabafet haxorus option to use a brand new pokemon that you might have built after community day reggie steel phalanx dragonair shadow pincer and surfetched being your top 10 mm. And almost all of them are running counter, except Machoke, which can't run counter because it doesn't have it. It has Karate Chop. Registeel has Lock-On, and then obviously Dragonair, Dragon Breath, Pinsir uses Fury Cutter. Everything else, though, including the Wobbuffet, you run with counter, which kind of surprises me because Wobbuffet, you can run Charm. And I don't know why you wouldn't want to run Charm in a meta with... Machoke and Machamp and Haxorus and Phalanx and Surfetched and strange and Dragonair. I don't know why PB Poke asks you to use Counter, but I would anticipate at least a few people running Charm. And Probably because Registeel's out there, but like... Maybe. Eh. Uh, someone else pointed out that Granbull is uh, eligible for this cup, and like, where's that? I don't know. I, I think see people Florges who are running... Yeah. Granbull is 43 for the Shadow, 96 for the regular one. Shadow Granbull Charm, regular Granbull is recommended with Snarl, according to PV Poke. So, again, just something wild. to keep in mind. I, again, wild to me, but, you know, not going to argue with The Sims too much. It's just you may see other options out there. Mm. And uh, uh, important to note is that a lot of these Pokemon that aren't running counter are also running fighting moves in some capacity. So uh, let's see, the Registeel is running Focus Blast. Uh, the Pincer is running Close Combat. If you look even further down, you've got Lorantis, which uh, is running Superpower. I love you Lorantis. Got, yeah. Love <laughs> um, six, number 16, Double, running your Double Kick. You which got is Hariyama. accessible. It's you accessible. You can get a Double in Pokemon Go Which you for the can first run. time in forever. For and you can use it. In forever. In forever. <laughs> <laughs> We've broken new ground referencing Frozen on the podcast. Amazing. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, so Mortal Kombat Cup. Uh, was there anything else to mention about that or uh, happy to move on? Um, yeah, just Kofagrigus is a Pokemon yes. that I really, really like. Uh, and I'm definitely thinking about bringing it on my team. Just because it seems like it's got excellent coverage against all these fighters. You can run it with Dark Pulse or Psychic to hit super effective against yeah. the upper half of the meta. Seems <laughs> like a really good play. Um, again, you could try either way. Try what works for you. But I think Kofagrigus is probably going to be on my team. Yeah. yeah. I just same. It's hard for me to think about bringing Registeel in just a counter meta. I'll probably bring Vigoroth because I like Vigoroth. And even though it's a normal yeah. type, it still like destroys stuff. <laughs> well, it'd be the counter user that does the best against Kofagrigus specifically. And well the and the Charmers as well. True. So people running anti so people running charm, Vigoroth would be helpful there. Yeah, yeah. Um we've also got Shadow Muck. I really like that as an idea because it's resisting all the fighting moves. It's got Dark Pulse for the Kofagrigus and it's got Poison Jab for the Charmers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Dark Pulse would think... also hit Wobbuffet. Yeah, I like that as a play as well. Mm. Uh, Muck being really good. You can run the non-shadow as well. It's just it's, you're not going to be able to output as much damage. Mm-hmm. Don Fan is another counter user that can mm. also run charm by <laughs> yes. the way just this weird couple pokemon that can do it all uh don <laughs> fan is one of them so that's kind of interesting as well because then it can also hit like registeel really solidly i don't know lots of stuff to think about yeah i don't i just i, I struggle with the idea of bringing registeel but again you give registeel shields it takes anything a long time to get to kind of chew your way through one yeah so if you give it shields and you just start zap cannoning stuff, probably it'll work okay. And I think of play Pokemon where like the the Registeel Metacham matchup is so weird because like Metacham, depending on moveset, more often than not can't hit for any super effective charge move damage. It's all resisted charge move damage. So the fast zap cannons add up over time and like with shields down like that can actually favor the registeel same with the big roth as well um the like yeah you have to shield focus blasts there you um i think last time i was in a meta where i was using big roth against registeel i if i let through a focus blast they could farm me down before i could get them that pretty much wraps for single type cup and it's more of the same the week after june 29th to july 26th Single type cup and open master league. So yeah, that might be a yeah. good time. I'm going to be at NAIC. Maybe we could find a couple people who can talk more about open masters during that time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's put that in the diary. When you brought on Elota Colo, that was, I found that really informative too. And I would love to get more information about more input, more opinions about master league from someone else who's really good at that meta. Yeah, and when we brought on Elodicolo, that was before the Hidden Gems meta shakeup. So now we have right. after the Hidden Gems meta shakeup to look at and see if anything there mixed up at all. Uh, I don't think Heatran getting another move was all that impactful, probably. <laughs> I know. I, I was excited to begin with, but then uh, it was pointed out that, like, well, it's the same energy as its other moves already. And, like, what are you hitting except Dialga. Like, Dialga, which is a great target, but, like, what else is it going to be super busted against? <laughs> Not much. I'm looking at Open Masters right now, and Dialga is ranked number 26. Yeah, right? It's it's not the meta-defining behemoth that it used to be. Exactly. Zacian, though. Mm -hmm. Zacian. With quick attack? <laughs> With quick attack. With quick attack. Very wow. interesting. Um, I'm probably never going to get to build my Meloetta. That also looks like it's running quick attack. That's fascinating. I want to know more. So <laughs> we're going to see if we can do some research and find out more. 
Uh, otherwise, Lugia at the top of the Open Master League. I th- I don't think that's a supply- surprise to anybody. And no. double legacy Groudon in number two <laughs> with Precipice Blades and Fire Punch. Um, I have been on record before a uh, long time ago saying that I would like to see the Open Leagues be around for one, le- one week and the custom metas, the restricted metas being around for two. And now it's time to see if I was correct in thinking that that was that that would be better, or if I was once again proven wrong. Moving right along, quick self check in. Innocent Cup. I can reveal my team since I'm not going to be in any new tournaments. The team I am running is we are running Sea King and Jumpluff. Those seemed like a very dominant. <laughs> meta pairing i also really wanted to run quagsire with its new move buff so i did and then gliscor being one of my favorite pokemon with that night slash uh opportunity uh that definitely won me a battle already an innocent cup where i just boosted and then destroyed everything jellicent um i like but at the same time i don't it's just i don't know that's probably my one like regretful pick that i'm not 100% 100% happy with and then Dedene which we love Dedene. Dedene's a great little friend. <laughs> like it a lot. It does a lot of really good work. Um Quagsire and Gliscor definitely more of my MVPs. Um I I don't even know what I'm running cuz I I just had to put together a team. I did not get to practice again. I just found something that looked pretty good on PV poke and went that'll do and already in the first I've had two battles they were wins both of them but in both battles I'm like oh this team has so many holes um and I'm not looking forward to later on in the tournament this is probably where I'm gonna have to practice my you know good sportsmanship Not a bad thing, but I do like, so can I reveal your team that you brought at least to the GoCast one? All right. So you're running that same Jumpluff Sea King. We both kind of saw value in that. For your Mud Boy, you're running Whiskash, which I think is really good. Whiskash has kind of messed me up against Gliscor because I have to shield everything. Like if you build Mm -hmm. up to Blizzard, I have to shield it. Uh, Azumarill, always a really, really solid choice just because of its bulk. Driftblim has also been kind of rough for me. And Hypno, which again really like that choice because you have so many different options you can run ice punch to make the jump fluff scared you could run um fire punch for some of the other pokemon you could run thunder punch to scare the sea king like there is just a lot going on there and then shadow ball always hits really hard i don't mm-hmm. see a need to run focus blast but you know it's an option uh don't really see funsies. it as the option just for funsies double nuke hypno back in the day yeah <laughs> Love that. <laughs> or I could like, uh, BM a triple resisted drift limb for, to end the game. <laughs> amazing. But yeah, Hypno, nice to see it kind of make a little bit of a, like, I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's bulky. Confusion. You can't really deny how good of a move Confusion is for just damage output. Um, and yeah, you could also run a double punch Hypno uh, mm. to really throw people off. There's You've got a lot of options there. Yeah. Um so so hopefully I can I can cover those holes. <laughs> I can uh like I won't I won't say what the holes are just cuz I am going to face a lot of people who are listening uh coming up in the tournament, but you know, um, most people have been able to when I've had holes in my team before, most people have been able to see them and target them <laughs> much to my dismay. Oh dear, but that's all right. Lots of other um pokemon that i'm really excited to talk about when the tournament ends lots of really fun picks in the go cast tournament it's got 19 participants we're just finishing up the first round uh and i'm excited to have more to talk about for that but to continue on for after self we have play pokemon and i can talk about fresno you did a great job talking about milwaukee That Mm -hmm. was pretty great. Uh, But I also, so back-to-back weekends, uh, that was kind of wild. Milwaukee and Fresno back-to-back. So if you take a look at Fresno's top cut, you can also, um, we have the challenge bracket that we can look back on. But Fresno was really fun. 
this one, we had Caleb Pang come in second place. Uh, but he had a really rough time in the finals because he was absolutely obliterated by Elite. So Elite is our Fresno champion. But again, like I talked to Caleb and he's like, ah, oh, you can give me all the crap you want. But in, <laughs> so you got to give him a little bit of crap because I think this is the first time that we've had someone do a bracket reset, at least in the U.S. Like yes. I've. In the U.S., this is the first time we've had someone go 03 twice in a bracket reset. Yeah. Um, so you got to at least. What a terrible battle Caleb Ping is. I know, right? All of the sarcasm. And again, yeah. coming in second place in two Pokemon regional tournaments is pretty amazing feat. And both of the tournaments he did well in were his home state tournaments of California, mm-hmm. uh, the state he calls home right now. So that he's got a lot to be proud of. He just didn't really have any play into Elite's team. And he said that. He's like, I was really hoping that Gerald would <laughs> win. <laughs> I did not have any play into Elite's team. So he kind of knew going into it that he was going to struggle. Yeah. Um, but if we take a look, we, our winner, Elite, um, he came from bracket D. He had, um, which is interesting, Metacham in day two, 100% usage. First time that's happened, um, where we had a Pokemon on every single team in common. And that was Metacham. Um, or as we joked about it, the Metacham. Metacham. Yeah. Metacham. Meta. That's uh, what you did. Yeah, but Elite <laughs> ran actually the exact same team as Palasha, who won in Turin in Italy. Uh, Metacham, Noctowl, Shadow Swampert, Purified Sableye, Registeel, and Shadow Alolan Sandslash. Versus Caleb, he came from that same bracket D, which was really the stacked bracket in Fresno. Um, he had that Bastiodon along with his Metacham, Purified Sableye, Noctowl, Registeel, and then he had the Shadow Venusaur, which just didn't have as much play, I think, into Elite's team. He only brought it, I think, one time, and I think he only brought the Bastiodon one time. So he was really playing four Pokemon into Elite 6 for most of those matchups. And it's interesting because Shadow Venusaur, one of the... uh, One of the things that came out of that was that shadow venusaur is like the new grass type like a lot of people were very high on shadow venusaur the biggest reason for that being that it can actually beat registeel and galarian stunfisk in the one shields so it's a very dangerous grass type pokemon trevenant was the only other grass type that could do that i believe so Mm -hmm. um yeah it's it's interesting that the shadow venusaur user in the final had no play with it. Yeah, but again, you would have had to match it against the Swampert. Like, it needed, like, that matchup. The Swampert yeah. or the Registeel would have been fine, but everything else, I think, just had a really rough go. Yeah. But I loved, this was kind of a tournament where ever it seemed like everyone kind of had their spice pick or kind of their different pick. Um, I would say Munchlax 2000 ran the most meta line. We interviewed him. He talked about the local tournaments where you can try to win travel awards to go to NAIC, which is pretty cool and different. So winning mm-hmm. those local tournaments, he talked a lot about that in the interview. Uh, Gerald had the Dunsparce coming out of bracket A. Then DV Sheriff in bracket A probably had the spiciest pick that made top cut, Togetic. Togetic. Yeah. I think there's better fairy types. Like, I, I understand the reasons for it like it it obviously double resists the counter from metacham uh, although it's weak to the electric moves from lantern and the, even the ice punch from the metacham um it doesn't have much to play against venusaur uh definitely doesn't have much against the the steels it does have ancient power for charizard which is one thing going for it but i don't see that really as being enough to make it the most relevant fairy type. But it worked for DV Sheriff. It did, coming, yes. Yeah, coming through the so lower like, bracket. Yeah, worked for him. And again, I love all the different spice picks. Coming out of the B, Dugong, Boomer Brawl, which again, I think people are sleeping on the ice types. So Dugong from Boomer Brawl, uh, bracket B, the other person, was the CTU with the Shadow Walrein, another Pokemon that I think people are kind of sleeping on. Uh, kind of like Trevenant just completely exited the meta. I don't know mm. if that's completely 
right? Like that might have been an overcorrection. I also think Walrein completely exiting the meta was an overcorrection. Yeah. I think Wal- like Shadow Walrein and regular Walrein both still very, very good. Agree. And then group C, we we mentioned Munchlax, but then again, my other favorite pick, Toge de Maru from Nighttime Clasher, who's also casted in Bokum, one of the European regional tournaments, and has done well. Um, he lives in the US and has done well in a couple other tournaments, but I think this was his first top cut. And Togedimaru, also run by Jojo Gogo Dancer, which is a great gamer tag. Jojo Gogo Dancer ran it in Turin, got third place after Paula Shaw and Andres. Hmm. Togedimaru really doesn't get enough respect um because metacham because metacham that's why it doesn't get any love i don't don't know no i don't think it's just metacham i just think that um we compare it a lot to magnazone magnazone doesn't have a very high usage in open great league either um but the it's actually it plays fairly differently with the fell stinger instead of the mirror shot that magnazone would have like i was in a I think I think it was just a, a practice open Great League battle. I, that's right, yeah, it was against uh, Sosa Flow. I was doing some some practice with him just before Fresno, and he was running Toga Damaru, and I locked my Swampert in against it. And after a Fell Stinger, the wild charge that came afterwards knocked out my Shadow Swampert. Oh no! Yeah. Um, I, I forget if I, I don't think I was quite at full health, but like it's that's how much damage the wild charge does. It has about the same stats as a Magnazone, which makes it very high attack. And so, if you boost the wild charge again, I've talked before about how everything works on percentages. So the benefit that Togedemaru gets from boosting an already very high damage move on a very high attack Pokemon that just gives you such a better increase than say if um like a a mew was boosting their wild charge yes so togedemaru potential like it's made two top cuts are we gonna see like a dunsparce arc where it's starts to become a little more common possibly 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 i just want to highlight group d a little bit so elite had to play bird power in the first matchup beat bird power two to one then had to play soph and lost to soph so (laughs) like that's two back-to-back caleb pang was also in that bracket so that was kind of um a tough one to start in a tough group wild but then yeah after elite losing to soph in the second round had to play losers round two round three round four round five round six um had to beat soph uh, had to beat soph who had beaten him earlier uh then to go to day two for the final stage, had to beat the C2U, Munchlax 2000, DV Sheriff, Gerald, and then had to beat Caleb Pank twice. So Elite is the first person in the U.S. to win the whole tournament starting day two in the loser's bracket. No one else has been able to do it and make that long of a slog in the U.S. In Europe, EJB did the same thing, but this is the first time in North America. So incredible. It's just, it's a marathon to play yeah. from the loser side of the bracket. Caleb really like, he started in the winners and he had much fewer battles. I was commenting on it during casting. Like after Caleb made it to the semifinals after beating Gerald, he had several matches where he just sat out and he, mm-hmm. I think he just, you kind of get cold because you're just sitting and watching. Yeah. Or just, was on the entire time and had to just keep punching and punching and punching his way through. But so one other thing to note with that elite qualifies then for worlds since Caleb was already qualified. The next invitation goes to Gerald who also had a very good day. Uh, who also had a very good day. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the overall standings and looking at group D Caleb Peng on day one had four wins and that was enough to qualify him for day two. Elite had one win, then one loss, then had to win five more times to get to day two. So that's literally, that's four battles versus seven that Elite Mm -hmm. had to have. Yeah, so it is a much longer slog to play through the loser side of the bracket. Uh, Given that information, I think Nighttime Clasher also did really well. Uh, Had as well a very, very long (laughs) 
time to mm-hmm. go. I'd be interested to see if anyone's won having lost so early. Like, when when did E23 EJB lose their battle to get to the loser side of the bracket? That I'm not sure. I just know he started the day in the loser side. Mm. He started day two in the loser side. Yeah, because like I'm, I'm even more impressed with uh, Elite having lost in round two and then fighting, you know, flawlessly through the rest of the day and then through day two, like incredible. Well, that wasn't the only qualifier though that we had this weekend. We also had the Japan Championships, the top twenty qualified, which is pretty awesome. So we'll have lots of Japanese representation at Worlds in their home tournament. So that's pretty awesome. Pokey Michi sixty two was the winner, and running again that Shadow Alolan Sandslash Metacham. Purified Sableye, Registeel, Altaria, and Swampert. Some other really fun teams that were played. Um, Chiodo qualified with an Obstagoon, a Frostlass, and a Defense Deoxys. There's a Shadow Dragonite up there in the Japan Championships. Uh, uh, Grigus and a Chestnut. I just, I don't know. I think North America is just boring and it's hard <laughs> meta. And everywhere else just knows where to find the spice cabinet. They know where it is in the kitchen. They know how to pull stuff from it. Somebody brought a Quagsire. Somebody brought a Chrysalia. Just a lot more like fun picks rather than the hard meta. I would say the hardest meta team in here is probably, I'm going to say, Eniyao with the Lickitung, Metacham, Sableye, Registeel, Altaria, and Lantern line. I wish we had overall usage statistics available because I, I'm i wondering at what point does it stop being spice picks? Like if everyone in Japan is running different Pokemon to everyone in North America, then can we say that the North American teams are the meta and all the J- Japanese teams are the spice picks? That's a little too... It's a little too deep for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd be interested to know because uh, I can see a lot of Metacham around. So I'm I'm going to guess that Metacham was just as popular. Well, maybe if not just as popular, at least it was the most popular Pokemon in the in the Japanese tournament. Again, just a guess. I don't know. Uh, I see a, a bunch of Sableye as well. So again, that is something that was really popular in the U.S., after that, uh, see some Registeel, see some some Venusaur, see some Lickitung. So a lot of a lot of those picks are very similar. Then you do have, I guess, there's like one or two things that are completely different in both teams. Dr- Shadow Dragonite and Chestnut is on one particular team. Anacophagrigus. We've got Cresselia on Han Tan's team, which uh, what I mean is underrated. I feel. <laughs> Agreed. Lots of really good picks there. Uh, I know one fun thing in the stream, Michael Staranka actually came in and played a couple battles. And I think it was Butters who said it was a double bamboozle Mew. He ran Rock Slide and Grass Knot and (laughs) knocked out two Pokemon. I don't know if it was just kind of like an exhibition match or if he was, I'm not sure if he was actually, actually playing. Again, I don't know the full story. The he speaks Japanese, and the whole stream was in Japanese, so all I could see were the battles. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of fun to see him, and he made a little appearance by the commentary desk. He is really the best thing we have at Niantic for PvP. He works really hard. Mm-hmm. He's very dedicated. He just came off of paternity leave, um, and I think he's really trying to do his best for Pokemon Go PvP. So it was cool to see him make a little appearance with Double Bamboozle Mew. Um, he is the uh, community manager for Pokemon Go in North America, just in case you don't know. But he does I f- he does so much more than that. Yes, he's, he's the savior of Pokemon Go in North America. Um, at least for PvP. And yep. I think his current title is Pokemon Go Live Game Director. At oh, Niantica. really? Okay, sure. That's, that's his current title, is a director. Um, but again... It's. I feel like he does so much that's outside of his job description, mm. uh, like taking personal investment in Pokemon Go PvP and the Go Battle League updates. I just. I think he does a lot of work that is kind of thankless and goes unnoticed. But he's great. He gets legend every single season. He loves Go Battle League. He is a big fan of the Play Pokemon tournaments and just wants 
wants things to go well. So he's a good person <laughs> to just kind of thank. And he's, I think he's doing everything he can. Yeah. So that is the recap of the play Pokemon tournaments that we had just recently upcoming. We have like one more, one more tournament before worlds. And that is NAIC in Columbus, Ohio, July 1st to 2nd DeFi is going and have you prepared a team yet? Have you locked in the team? Um, no, but I have, I have some stuff I'm playing around with. I've been playing with it in open great league. I am going to note because play does start on Friday. A lot of all regional tournaments, pretty much it's just Saturday, Sunday, but the main Pokemon go tournaments actually starting June 30th. So it's June 30th to July Uh 2nd. Uh, I think how it's going to work is we're going to do most of the play on that Friday. Saturday will be top 16. And then Sunday they like to do the, like the, the winner's top three. finals. Yeah, the top three. I hear Togedemaru is good. Yeah, I hear that too. I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to pick it. Um, I like Dugong. Venusaur seems really good. Uh, it feels hard to not bring a Metacham. Not really sure. I've got some time to practice, though. And then after that, we have Worlds. I could ask you the same question, Fish. Do you have your team locked in? No, but I have written out a a wish list and a hit list, (laughs) which is uh, Pokemon that I would love to have on my team and Pokemon that I have to make sure that I, like, don't leave as a whole in my team. So uh, a lot of the stuff on my wish list is unusual stuff. (laughs) Stuff that, like, I... I like being original. So I I have ideas for stuff that I think could work very well and isn't particularly high in usage and nothing like too crazy, like things like Shadow Drapion, like that it's not particularly high in usage, but Shadow Drapion could absolutely get results. Like it's um pr- pretty decent against Metacham, I think. Yeah, Shadow Drapion is definitely a really good Pokemon. Drapion in general, again, maybe kind of slept on because Metacham is so prevalent, but it, I think it could do a lot of really good work. So mm. interested to see. Worlds is coming up sooner than you think. It's just two short months away. And then NAIC is at the end of the month in just a couple weeks. So we will give you, we will cover that more as it gets closer and as that week approaches. But in the meantime, we have a mailbag from Drew too. Would you like to read that out, Fish? Yeah, and I will mention this one's been in the bag, just like sitting at the bottom of the bag for a few weeks now because we had the recording with Chris and Carl and then we had the Pogo Doms episode and just it, I felt like DeFi needed to be, DeFi and I needed to be together for this one. So uh, we're finally getting to a true two. He says, hi, DeFi and Fish. Since you started your segment, on GoCast many ages ago, I became much more interested in keeping just about any and all Pokemon with highly ranked PvP IVs. I like to think that someday they might come in handy for a limited meta if a new move is introduced or if a certain move is buffed. However, the amount of Pokemon I'm keeping for PvP is quite large and I'm not sure if I should be keeping them all. Do I really need to be keeping that Great League ranked 2 pit of? It's essentially worthless now, but what if it gets a new move? What if it gets a new move? Now that you have your own podcast, I'd love a new segment called One Move Away that does a deep dive into a current non-meta Pokemon's available move pool to see if it could potentially become useful in the future. Will my rank 20 Wailma ever be relevant? Should I keep my rank 11 Blitzel? Sorry for the long email, Drew2. Our favorite listener. (laughs) Yes. So as a reminder, I transferred all my Wooloo because mm-hmm. I thought this will never, ever be relevant. And look where we are today. <laughs> so, again, I say keep everything. I actually have a Whalemer. I think it's my rank three once you level 50 best buddy it. And I'm going to build it. PvP Steve, I think, made top cut at OCIC mm-hmm. with it. So it's a surprisingly good Alolan Ninetales counter. Um, <laughs> Blitzel, I've seen Zebstrika before in limited metas because it has uh, access to a wide variety of movesets, I think, because it has like flame charge as a coverage option. So I say keep it all, but you don't. Ha- but the thing is, you don't have to keep like a bunch of weird IVs. 
for each of them. Like right now in my bag, I think I have 12 PVP binacle. <laughs> I don't need to keep that. I need to, I need to eliminate that to like one great league one, one ultra league one where again, it's, it works in limited metas. It's not an awful Pokemon. Very squishy. Uh, does not want to see a fighting type Pokemon ever or a grass type Pokemon, but it's interesting. So I would say, yeah, definitely the Whalemur and the Blitzel for sure keep. Um, I don't know if it's a wake, rank 20 Whale Lord. You have it as Whalemur. Probably the Blitzel not so much, if unless you're talking about it's a rank 11 Zebstrika. Pidove into Unpheasant. Again, if it's a rank 2 Unpheasant, maybe. A rank 2 actually a Pidove? Probably not. These are yeah, my thoughts. But those those Route 2 birds are really interesting, I think, because at the moment they're all very same-same. But then if you use the case study of Pidgeot was suddenly given Feather Dance and suddenly that became a, a huge, you know, smash hit sensation, overnight success. So I'm wondering if any of those Route 2 birds, your Unpheasant, your Star Raptor, if they were given like one new move, could they suddenly be really interesting spice picks, niche options? Which gives, brings us to the conclusion that you keep everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Drew. I think the only solution is to buy more Pokemon storage. And as for the idea of a new segment, in PV Poke, you can kind of do that. That might be something fun we could do uh, if we have a little bit more time and we plan ahead. I think Lopunny is a good case study as a Pokemon that if it gets a different move, it could be really good. Lots of different things because you can look on in the main series game because generally Pokemon's not going to give a move to a Pokemon that doesn't learn it in the main series. Yeah. So you'd have to combine that knowledge with what we can do on PV poke, but that's, it's a good idea. If we had some advanced, if we planned it out in advance, it might be kind of hard to do on the fly, but an interesting thought. Thank you for writing in and thank you for the segment idea. Yeah. Then I, it actually reminds me of, uh, of, Quite a while ago, we had someone writing in suggesting a segment where we look at a specific Pokemon's movesets, like the ideal movesets for that Pokemon. And look, I've written that down in our production notes. If we have an episode ever that is uh, fairly light on, then we can absolutely visit both of those ideas because they are both very good ideas. Yeah, and it looks like July. We talked fish, and I talked about it before recording. Uh, we might have some lighter weeks coming up in between mm-hmm. NAIC and Worlds, so definitely an option. So that's our email. Thank you to our favorite listener, Drew Two. Should, should we say our favorite li- or like Chris and Kyle's favorite listener, Drew Two? I would say Chris and Kyle's favorite listener because that's how he has himself on Patreon. That's how he gets read like that every week. (laughs) Um, That moves us along to the shameless plugs. Not much this week. All we have at the moment is Axel Cactum. And uh, this one confused me because I feel like their name keeps going back and forth between Axel Catchem and Axel Cactum. Um, They hit level 47. And on the GoCast server, Jay Engineer had a starting ELO of 2408. And <laughs> it was very like, oh, yeah, it seems decent. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> False modesty there. You know that's that's a good ELO. <laughs> um, other stuff that is going on, again, I was on the latest episode of After Dark Rai with Brett, also known as Breaker. That is always really fun. I have downloaded it, and it's at the top of my... Uh, listening cue to listen back to and uh, do you do you listen back to our podcasts yeah yeah i usually yeah. do i i think uh, i do too and i i wonder if it's weird but <laughs> i enjoy our own content yeah i think i know caleb listens back yeah. um if anything like quality assurance testing yeah like making sure like it all uploaded okay and it sounds good uh, i know caleb does that with battle cats i think that's normal i I don't pay super close attention, but yeah. I just, you know, making sure it all sounds good. I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Let us know. And is it is it fine <laughs> that we listen back to our own content? I have also heard people say that, like, if you can't 
rewatch or re-listen to your own content, then it's probably like how how do you expect anyone else to? <laughs> so that's probably a sign. If you can listen back to your own podcast, it's probably a sign that you're doing a good job. Yeah. Also, this will quite likely be out after this happens, but I'll mention it anyway. The VOD will be up. I'll be having a special stream with Dino from the BTW podcast, and we have set out with the intention of battling after having had a few drinks. So (laughs) we will be seeing where the night takes us. We could do some GBL sets. We could battle some viewers or each other, or uh, we could wake up on a boat in Osaka somewhere. But uh, we will be having a party on Friday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, Eastern U.S. time, on the Palace Hound PvP Twitch and YouTube channels. All right. And then for me, go back if you didn't watch Milwaukee or Fresno. Those videos are on the official Pokemon YouTube channels. Go back. Leave a comment that you watched some of it. Let us know. I I like looking at the comments and seeing positive comments. I don't like seeing negative comments. <laughs> mm-hmm. as, as I argue to fish, you probably shouldn't read the comments in general. But sometimes, no. you know, it's hard not to look. So leave it. Leave a nice sounding comment if you went on YouTube and watched a little bit of the Fresno or Milwaukee regionals. And I'm excited to go compete at NAIC. Uh, one thing you can do, I like posting pictures. I do that on Instagram in my Instagram stories, and I'll post them on Discord too. So I'll be at NAIC. I'm going to take a lot of pictures. If you want to see those, those are two really good places to find them, and you can find them in more DeFi E250. The link is in the show notes. And to close out, we love hearing from you. If you have any questions or suggestions for myself or DeFi, then you can direct that to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send us a voicemail or physical mail to the GoCast PO box. Take a look at the show description for the phone number and the PO box address in the show description. You can also click more fish and more DeFi to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And may the leads be in your favor. Can't see it, folks, but I'm shaking my head.